This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Where's my chat with Jack? Should I Millwall podcast? Where it finished. Millwall, nil. Huddersfield Town, one. And before I get into the game, I just want to start off by saying this might be a little bit uh, unorthodox. Um, for those of you watching this on YouTube, um, apologies for the sound quality. Apologies for uh, the visuals. Uh, doing this for an airport lounge. But I thought getting something out was better than nothing. So um, here we go. Um, so before I sort of give my sort of take on the game, I think perspective's key. I really think perspective's key here. Um, we are still sixth. We are still three points ahead of seventh. And it's still in our hands. Put that into context in terms of where we all thought we'd be. The amount of change that's happened at the club over the last 18 months with players like Jed leaving. And let's be honest, the quality we've got in the squad. Perspective's key. However, the game yesterday, and I've had the time to reflect, uh, wasn't good enough. And for me, we lost the game for three key reasons. The first one, I want to give Huddersfield and Neil Warner tremendous credit because I think uh, tactically... Um, the way they set up, the way they performed, the way that they played out of their skins, defended their lives, has to be commended. So, fair play to Neil Warnock and Huddersfield, and I'll talk a little bit about some of the things that they got right in that game um, that really thwarted uh, us from, from playing our game. The second thing, um, anyone who watches this and has done throughout the while, apologies for the noise, guys, um, will know that I'm a big King Gary fan. I'm a very, very big fan of Rowett. However, I'm also allowed to say where I think he got it wrong. And I think that yesterday he got outdone tactically and also think he made some incorrect decisions. So that's the second reason. And then the third reason is I think there were too many players yesterday that were not on form. Um, I will not have that the players were tired at all. I'm not I'm not having that as a, as a, as a reason or excuse because Huddersfield played Wednesday. They fielded a very similar team to the to the team that played on Wednesday. On top of that, they've had to travel down and they did not make any substitutions other than Waghorn, which was enforced for about 90 minutes. So their players must have been dead on their feet. So I will not have tiredness as an excuse. Um, it's simply that, um, as I say, those three reasons. So, so let's get into it then. So first of all, I was really surprised to see us go with an unchanged lineup, um, I especially after some of Rowett's comments post match after Swansea game, I expected him to make changes and I expected him to bring Burke or Watmore in on uh, or both, and I expected him to bring Shackleton into the centre of the park. That's what I expected. What we got was an unchanged team, so um, the likes of Leonard, Savile, Bogey, Honeyman, Bradshaw, all expected to go again. I get it. And damned if you do, and damned if you don't. Don't change a winning team, but. Um, I thought we could have done with some fresh legs and um, we'll never know whether that was the right call or would have been the right call or not um, so the game starts and the first sort of five six minutes we, we start as we always do quite I felt quite good quite front foot uh, and we created a really really good opportunity which had we taken it we would have really set the tone of the game some really good play down the left hand side um Ball makes its way into the middle. Uh, bogey, unmarked. Um, he's got to hit the target. I wouldn't class it as a sit-up. It's not an open goal, but he's got to hit the target there. And if that goes in, 
Um, it changes the complexion of the game completely, and it, it, it's 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 a guilt edge opportunity for me for us to to really sort of uh, start the game on a real positive foot. That doesn't go in, and then Huddersfield come back into it. Um, Huddersfield start to 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 come back into it, and they do this by again tactics. It's it's really smart from Warnock the way that he set up. He basically let us have the ball. And you know as well as, as I do, Millwall fans, that we are much better when we don't have the ball. We basically, what happened to Swansea on Tuesday night happened to us on Saturday. Gave us all the ball and we couldn't break them down. And what they essentially did was, well, Warnock's basically said, we know that Presswell and Cooper play long diagonals. And then what happens is, if you don't win the first ball, you win the second ball because you've got an extra man there because we've pressed your centre-halves. So he's like, you know what, we're not going to do that. We're going to let your centre-halves have the ball because we know they're not that great at your, um, great with your, with your feet. And the first mistake for me that Rowett made yesterday was, well, yeah, taking the first 11 decision aside, the first mistake he made after that was, for me, not spotting that until around 30 minutes. It wasn't until around 30 minutes that Rowett and the team tactics changed to encourage our centre-halves to step out with the ball. And countless times, once we'd realised that, we were able to literally step out with the ball. And Cresswell and Cooper were, were, were kind of getting to the, to their box about being, about being challenged. And it was really, really, really well set up tactically from Huddersfield. Let's make, make, make no mistake about it. They sussed us and um, they, 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 you know, they did really, really well there. Um, I thought we didn't move the ball quick enough in the first half but we created countless opportunities in the first half the first half to me I, I was quite confident going into half time I have to say and, and I'm not usually um, some really good opportunities um, with with Fleming so, so Fleming plays a nice 1-2 I think it was with Honeyman on the edge of the box it was a very similar type of finish that he attempted against that he did against Stokes so just trying to guide it into that corner goes just wide wide of the post I also recall um an opportunity for Cresswell stepping out, carries the ball, carries the ball, carries the ball, ends up having a shot which goes just over the bar. We had we had tons of shots in the first half. I think we had about ten shots in the first half. Again, the whole game we had eighteen shots, only four on target, and that's because they limited us to lots and lots of shots from outside the box. Um, and you have to commend Huddersfield. I have to say, Millwall fans, I've seen a lot of reaction on Twitter, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, and this is just mine, right? But we have no right to turn up to these games and just win. We, we don't. And we also, our team is not that good. Yes, three home wins in our last 10 games is, is not one that's just good enough. And I appreciate that. But we also have no right to just turn up and beat teams like this. Huddersfield played out of their skin yesterday. Um, and ultimately, we can't seem to, to, to break these teams down, um, which I'll come on to after this. I'm just going to sort of finish... Uh, wrap this sort of bit up in terms of the, the overall game. Um, on 37 minutes, their right back, who'd been trying to sort of dig out bogey the whole first half, got booked. Um, Matty Pearson, um, I believe he's played for Luton, um, sort of a proper old school right back. And he got booked, and I was like, right, okay, well, this is an opportunity at half time. Because if you didn't want to start with Burke and Watmore, let's get him on. Um, and he doesn't. He, he wanted to. to he didn't want to start with with, with Burke and what more, but let's get him on. Make the changes at half time. When is the last time we make changes at half time? He doesn't. 
Um, and we we don't make the changes. And then we come out second half. And I have to say, I thought our second half performance was poor. We didn't create anywhere near the amount of opportunities that we did in the first half. Um, and I felt that Huddersfield defended superbly. I want to call out three names for Huddersfield, actually. Um, because I thought that it, it, they, they, they deserve uh, to be commended. Um, so the first name, I thought Michael Hellick at the back. I thought he won everything in the air. Even when we put Cooper up top at the end, he won everything. Absolutely everything in the air. Uh, I thought he was superb and was vital for, for the way they played. Um, I thought the um, Edmonds Green and um, Jonathan Hogg in the centre of the park, I thought were outstanding for them as well. Um, Jonathan Hogg has been around for years. He played for them in the Premier League and he's just got that experience. He was in the referee zero, role, which I come on to referee in a moment, in the referee zero the whole time. Firm challenges really sort of, he was their man in midfield that, encourage that physicality which we know when we impose on teams there's not many teams that can match us for it and they did yesterday and then um, Edmunds Green I think there's a reason why Fleming was poor yesterday um, and we'll come on to any of performances later but there's a reason that's because Edmund Green did not leave him alone so he deserves some credit as well um, but in the second half it was just again we had all the possession we ended the game with 70% possession and 18 shots but we didn't do anything with it um, the only chance is that and I'm doing this without without any notes, guys, so apologies. But the only chances I really recall were sort of in the latter stages of the game where we brought on uh, Essie, uh, who he did some good things, he did some bad things. The kid's going to be class, and I'm absolutely delighted that he's been called up to the England under-18s. But he did some really good things, a couple of moments of sort of magic on the sort of eight, seven-minute mark. Put some beautiful ball into the box right across the face of goal, and there's no one there. Bradshaw does everything to try to get it, but doesn't. There was another opportunity where Shackleton puts a ball into the box. I think that was just before the SA charts. And we, we huffed and puffed. And then I know we hit the bar with a Malone cross in the last minute. But in reality, it wasn't good enough. I think we probably had played for another 20 minutes and we probably still wouldn't have scored. Um, probably longer than 20 minutes. So I don't know why I stopped at 20. But it, it, it just wasn't to be. Um, and if you if you didn't kind of half expect that to happen yesterday, then you're not obviously not a Millwall fan. Um Huddersfield become the first team this season to do the double over us which is disappointing um, and there is a fundamental flaw here and this is why I say Rowett has to take some responsibility for yesterday um, and that is the following teams at home we failed to beat Hull Wigan Huddersfield Reading QPR and we just beat Blackpool at home that isn't good enough we are excellent when other teams have the ball. When teams suss us out, give us the ball, when we play worse teams, that is when we're not very good. And we have to find, if we're going to be a team that's going to finish in the top six this year, going to finish, uh, you know, be pushing through the same again next year if we don't manage to get there, we have to find a way of playing against these teams that give us the ball because that has always been our Achilles heel under Rowick. He sets us up superbly when we played against the better teams and that's why I'm almost you know the games now against Luton Blackburn and, and West Brom become massive and I'm almost less concerned about those games now as opposed to games at you know at home against um, who we got we got Blackpool away you've got I think we've got Preston at home um, got Birmingham at home possibly 
I guess the point I'm trying to make is I'm more concerned about the, the, the games against worse teams than the games against the better sides because we just we just don't seem to to know how to break them down. And that's been our Achilles heel and Rowett has to take responsibility for that because ultimately he sets the team up, he sets the tactics up. And I think yesterday he got outdone by the Wiley Old Fox hits Neil Warnock. Um I know this might not go down well, but I've got a lot of time for Neil Warnock. I think he's um he's he's, he's actually got a lot of time for us. If you listen to his pre match and post match interviews, he was um very complimentary of us. Um, I also want to reference just a big thank you to the Huddersfield fans who um, gave a, a, a you know a round of applause when Leo Callahan's flag went round. So that was a nice moment yesterday. And again, any Huddersfield fans listening, I uh, appreciate that. It was, uh, it was a nice touch from you. Um, so I think ultimately I've touched now on two points, which is Huddersfield tactically spot on. Neil Warnock, credit to him. The way in which they um, they combated us, they stopped us playing. They blocked off our main man Fleming. They put the physicality on the long throws, the corners, and they gave us the ball and said, "Go on, then break us down, and we can." Plus, they made no subs; they still managed to do it. So, fair play. Rowett, for me, got the team wrong. I felt the subs were too late. Um, didn't change the shape quick enough, and also encouraged the centre halves to step. And when he did encourage the centre halves to step, for me. The most logical thing would be Cooper or Cresswell step with the ball, drive into midfield, then release the ball and then carry on the run into the box. We didn't do that. What would happen? What was happening was was Cresswell and Cooper were driving towards the box and they'd have a shot or something. Um, I thought that was also off. And then for me, Cooper should have gone up top earlier. I think it was only the sort of last couple of minutes um, <clears throat> that he did. So I think those two things were. Were um, were two out of the three I referenced, and the third one wasn't the referee. I'll come on to the referee, but he's not the reason he lost the game. He's not the reason he lost the game. Um, too many key players were just below par all performances. I thought Fleming was really poor yesterday. And then I've been asked to do player ratings, and I think when I'm got more notes in front of me, and when I've um, not in an environment like this where I can't even hear myself think, I will do player ratings. Um, but I think with player ratings, it's difficult because it's just my opinion and perception of of how I felt players played. And then the other thing as well is what I might define as a seven, someone else might define as a six or a five or an eight. So I feel like you're you're damned if you you know you can't win with player ratings. Um, I find a bit hesitant to do it, but I will from the next game. Uh, you have my word. But I do want to call out a couple of players who I felt. Um, didn't didn't perform to the levels which they we've become accustomed to over the last few months, um, and they are Cian uh, Fleming. So I thought he was poor yesterday. His free kicks, I mean, they're just yeah, right. He scored one, but the since then they've been absolutely dreadful. Um, so that was going on there. And I thought his overall game yesterday was poor. Some of that does own Tardis Field, so fair play. But I thought he was poor. I thought Bradshaw that is just too tired. But I thought the last couple of games he's not looked the same. Um, so I felt he um, wasn't as impactful as he normally was. Um, I thought Danny Mack yesterday uh, wasn't his normal self. Uh, defensively solid, as always, but I felt his crossing at times let him down. Um, and for their goal, I um, it's, it's really annoying where I was sitting because literally the dugout blocks that corner of the pitch where that ball was, So I, and I haven't seen the replay. Um, but people around me said that... that um, Danny Mack played a, a part in, in their goal. Um, and then finally, 
<clears throat> I also felt that George uh, Savile is not not playing at the level that he has recently. And when you, when you when you sort of say those four names, they're four massive players for us. And I'm not saying they perform, you know, terribly, but they're not performing to the levels that um, that what we've become accustomed to. So, and look, it's just my opinion, right? It's not. Um, it's just what I call what I see and um, if anyone has a different view then that's absolutely fine you know that's what football is it's a game of opinion so so for me those four players underperformed yesterday in terms of man and matchup I had to give one it'd probably be the same two players I called out for Tuesday which is Charlie Cresswell and Ryan Leonard I thought they were two of the better players um, and let's be honest you should have seen this coming we've won the last couple of games without really playing well um, and at some point you're going to get found out and Huddersfield are the first team to match us for our physicality, um, and they they outmilled us, and that's that's the that's the bottom line. So look, but as I say, perspective is clear. The West Brom game becomes huge because if they win their game in hand and then beat us, they go above us. So that game now becomes absolutely massive, and it'd be typical us to give Jet the last laugh and uh, for them to pip us into the playoffs. But look, lots to play for. We have got eight games to go. I think we need to avoid defeat to West Brom and then probably win between four and five on our last eight. And then I think we'll be at the playoffs. I think we'll probably need around between 72 and 75 points. And that means we need to win the next four. We need to win four or five of the last eight games. So, look, I'm going to leave it there. This has been um, quite difficult uh, with, uh, with what's going on around me. But um, I wanted to get something out. And um, as I say, I think we just need to, to take stock in our perspective. We're, um, it wasn't a lack of effort yesterday. It never is with this group. Sometimes it's a lack of quality. Yesterday, I just think it was a couple of things that happened. As I say, Huddersfield did well. Rowe got some things wrong. Some players just weren't on form. And it happens. Um, but ultimately, you need to find a way of beating these teams to give us the ball. Because that's always when the problem is. Just finally, before I round up, I want to talk about the referee. So, um, I thought he was absolutely diabolical uh, yesterday uh, for both teams. I felt that um, Cooper could have been booked. Cooper was booked. He could have been booked at least two more times, I think. Um, so, I felt there's always two sides to every story. It wasn't, Wormlock was saying that when he people sort of caught the bloke with his arm, there was an elbow. It wasn't an elbow. He did catch him, but it wasn't an elbow. So, it was never a sending off, but he could have been booked for it. But however, the way the referee allowed Huddersfield to time waste, which if the referee's not going to put them off on it, they're entitled to do so. And we'd do the same. So you can't blame Huddersfield. You have to blame the ref because he allowed them to do it. And he, he didn't take control of the game. So I thought that was absolutely appalling. Um, I also felt that he missed a lot of fouls. Um, and he just lost control of the game to me. Um, I thought he was poor for, for both sides. But ultimately, he had his seven minutes on at the end and we still didn't score and we didn't really, you know, we could have played for another hour and not scored. So he's not the reason we lost the game. And as much as we all like to take our anger out and the ref and the linesman near me was, was shocking, we didn't end of the day, we've got to look at ourselves um, and the performance uh, wasn't good enough. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. The only other point I will make as well... Um, and this is all over the place guys I know it is so I'm literally just rambling but I'm just trying to get my points across I felt that as much as I was calling for Burke and or Watmere to start 
I felt that neither of them really impacted the game when they came on. Um, is it because they were trying to get into a game? Yeah, you know, what more dropped deep a lot and drove with a ball, but there was never any end product. Um, and Burke was just typical Ollie Burke. There was one point where um, George Long's superb kick up the field, really accurate. Burke, blistering pace, beats his man, all ends up, gets into the box and then fluffs his lines. That's that's Ollie Burke for you. Um, Sank doesn't seem quite right with Ollie Burke. I don't know if he's not fit, not interested, a bit of both. I don't know. Um, maybe that's the reason he's not starting. So I, I guess it's easy to say, oh, we should have started Burke, we should have started then. Um, should have started what more, but when they came on, I don't really feel the impact of the game. But um, look, we've got a week to break now. We've got a mini season of eight cup finals. Uh, we need to get behind this team, which I felt to be fairly crowded yesterday. Didn't get on the players' backs, which was good because I think that wouldn't help anyone. On Twitter, it seems that a few people have, and I just think we need to just take stock. Remember that we're sick. Yes, it wasn't good enough, but we go at West Brom on the first of April, and that is massive. We cannot lose that game. Um, but listen. Well, whatever the rest you have in your weekend, um, enjoy it. Uh, I know I was told not to apologise, but I'm good here because this has definitely been a bit ropey uh, for reasons I've already mentioned. So thank you for listening. Stick with me. Um, stick with the players, more importantly. And um, hope you have a good week or so and catch you after the international break. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.